When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Andrea, this may be the most fun question I've asked you over 12 episodes. The 90s had a lot of delightfully random celebrities, people who were famous for being famous. And I think you know why I'm asking you this, but who were some of your favorite, just like could only take place in the 90s celebrities? Hmm, I know exactly why you're asking this. And it starts with F and ends with O, but I'll answer just to keep our consistency up. Somebody that comes to mind is Pauly Shore. Oh, yeah. Milk does the body good, huh? Checker. There's people that I think of like Richard Simmons. Oh, yeah, right? of course. It's sweating time. It's like wacky pop culture icons. But there are two more. Do you remember Rhonda Shear? Hi, it's Rhonda on USA Up All Night. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Anna Nicole Smith. She is still extremely fascinating. So, obviously, we know that the number one rando celebrity of the 90s in the most incredible way is, of course... Fabio. Say it again, Jason. Fabio. Fabio. Wow. You are almost as beautiful as me. So it gives me great pleasure to say that today on People in the 90s, we have Fabio, Mm. who was on the cover of People on October 4th, 1993. That week, Demolition Man was number one at the box office, starring Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. Kind of appropriate, like the biceps club there. Yeah, the boys with the biceps. And I do anything for love, parens, but I won't do that was climbing the charts by Meatloaf. Meatloaf, also rando celebrity of the 90s. He was at number 10, but just I have to give a shout out because do you know what was number three? What? Whoop there it is. Hit me. Two more things. We have to give a shout out to number five that week is If by Janet Jackson. And number six, Can't Help Falling in Love, Perrin from Sliver by UB40. Liver. Oh um, I just want to circle back real quick. <laughs> Did we ever find out what the that and I would do anything for love friends, but I won't do that was? I just kind of thought Meatloaf was telling the world like he's not that kind of boy. Okay. Well, we can talk offline. <laughs> All right. So we got Fabio. Anyway, I'm Jason Cheeler, Deputy West Coast Editor at People Magazine. And I'm Andrea Laventhal, Style and Beauty Director at People Magazine. And this is People in the 90s, where each week we dive deep into an issue of People Magazine from the best era ever. Well, Andrea, it gives me great pleasure to say, hello, Andrea. Hi, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) That's Fabio Glee in my voice. Here we are. Jason, here we are indeed. And I just feel like I know that the listeners have come on this journey with us, but I think it's necessary for you to just give a little recap of who Fabio was in the 90s and why he was such an important figure of that time and really still today. I mean, he's important to us today for for sure. I think that honestly and like objectively, we've talked a lot on this show about what the 90s meant. You know, why can't we get past the 90s? Fabio really does represent that delightful optimism. I mean, to be fair, like a little bit of that shallow, just, you know, don't scratch the surface optimism of the 90s, right? Like there was like the sexy 90s and there was like the delightfully shallow 90s. And Fabio was in all of that. And then the flip side of all that is I think that we had a very rich fantasy life in the 90s. Oh. From the man who brought fantasy to life. Fabio. Beauty has a face. Fantasy was important. Fantasy was far more marketable and profitable because there weren't as many avenues of pop culture. And so Fabio was a model, right? He was a model for Versace and he did The Gap and all that stuff. But then he started modeling for romance novel covers and he did a whole lot of them. And he would pose as a pirate. He would pose as a pilot. One time he was a winged angel and he was a cowboy (laughs) and he was a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so he became this weird 
icon. Fabio was famous for being Fabio. Andrea, it is, you know, in terms of 90s pop culture icons, some say relics, but some say icons who were just did only and could only exist in the 90s. I mean, he did kind of fall to earth like Botticelli style, right? Like beefcake on a clamshell. We saw him much more than we heard him, right? He was one of those like supermodel sphinxes you know, that we put a lot upon. And so we could, you know, I don't know, fantasize about them more. But like only in the 90s, can an Italian born model turn romance cover star also then come out with a really like dizzying Kardashian scale of stuff with his name on it. Like, right, Andrea, he had merch. Yeah, like merch. He had 900 numbers, 299 a minute, talk to Fabio. He had a spoken word CD, hair care products, fitness videos, posters, a clothing line at Sam's Club. So he really like defined the 90s, like as this hood ornament of masculinity, but in some ways never left it because he is immortalized into movies, right? Like Dude, Where's My Car, Spy Hard, Death Becomes Her, Zoolander. You consider me the best actor slash model and not the other way around. Usually he plays Fabio. And then also then he kind of went away. We haven't seen or heard a lot from him. And so he gets just to be Fabio frozen in time. Because it is Valentine's Day, the category tonight, top 10 Fabio pickup lines. And, and, and by the way, it's worth noting that there hasn't been a Fabio scandal. And now here to assist in the presentation of tonight's list, Fabio. Like there's been no inevitable downfall. There's no e-true Hollywood story about how Fabio ends up in, in jail or, or broke or destitute or he's just still Fabio. Number 10. Can I buy you a drink after I finish my 2000 sit-ups? He's still Fabio. Number eight. Wanna help me choose a last name? That should be the title of his autobiography. I'm still Fabio. Number two. I find you very attractive, even though your chest is much smaller than mine. It's not like a likely career path that you could go from being on romance novel covers to being a spokesperson for I Can't Believe It's Not Butter for 24 years running. I can't believe it's not butter. The taste you love without the cholesterol. What a work of art. And we're going to get to how much money he made, which... Is a lot. Then you alerted me that there was a, a CD, Fabio After Dark. Buongiorno. I'm Fabio. I mean, it's still so genius. And I'm very interested in what makes romance work. And you're right. Like, he didn't have any major scandals. He kind of just kept living his Fabio life quietly and happily. And we are going to ask him all about that because we got him. If you guys haven't heard, we got him. We started this segment as just a dream. Jason was just a boy with a dream of meeting Fabio. (laughs) Just a boy standing in front of a sex god asking him to love him. And by sex god, of course, you're talking about Eric Esquire of Melina Del Rey. Because really, it took correspondence with uh, fan club president Donna May, then 43 emails and counting with Eric Esquire, Marina Del Rey, who then led us to plead on social media for anybody to help us. Help came. We went back to Eric. Eric said, as long as you guys talk about hyperbaric chambers, you can have him. And that led us to interviewing Fabio IRL, sitting together, staring into each other's eyes. (laughs) I can't wait to share with you listeners the best parts of this hour and 45 minute interview, because it's truly some of our most brilliant and bonkers work to date. (laughs) And I heard that we were also putting Fabio in the magazine Jason, is this a rumor or did you actually pitch and get a story approved about Fabio in the magazine? I got him like a feature like in the magazine, like it's going to be like at supermarkets, like it's on actual paper. Yeah, all of this has actually ended up with an actual in-book feature. And yes, editor-in-chief Dan Wakeford does know about this. It will not be an unpleasant surprise. (laughs) Somehow there was a breeze flowing through that windowless studio somehow, because I think a breeze always follows Fabio. And here he is. He's now 62. He looks remarkably the same. He does say he's down to, I think, 215 from 225. But he still wears the same unbuttoned jewel-toned silk shirts and eel-skin boots. He still works out like a maniac because I see him at Equinox in West Hollywood. He still avoids alcohol, drugs, and sweets. Um, And he's still, Andrea, 
He still speaks mm. in the same, what we like to call Fabioisms. Oh, they were amazing. They are amazing. And I'm just going to leave you with one because we're going to get into later. But he says, if you don't buy into the fear, you, you will see miracles. So beautiful. Like, <laughs> uh, important words. Really important words. Who knew? So without further ado, although Jason and I could ado all day, here is the one, the only... Fabio. Okay, Andrea, okay, hold up. We're just going to do things a little differently this week because we've now interviewed Fabio and frankly, my head is spinning. Is your head spinning? I feel probably how I imagine Simone Biles feels after executing <laughs> a perfect 10 vault. I blacked out, Jason. I don't know what I said. It was just a, it was a wild interview. Let's just say it. So many twists and turns. There's so many twists and turns. Fabio says a lot. He did not hold back on us. I mean, I have to say, you know, he and Eric delivered, right? We delivered. We asked about hyperbaric chambers. He did, in fact, have on uh, unbuttoned jewel tone silk shirt and eel skin boots. But I think, Andrew, let's just recap, because I don't think we could just press play on this interview. And so, Andrew, you go first. Where should we start with this interview? I'm just laughing because we said, without further ado, and then I said, we could ado all day, and here we are (laughs) adoing. But uh, trust me, guys, this is the way you want your Fabio interview delivered, is with color commentary from us as a recap, because again, bonkers. So what I found most interesting, just like right off the bat, other than all the things you mentioned with the jewel tone silk shirt, and just like this smell that I can only describe as eau de Fabio, if we're going to recap, I think we need to be a little meta for a minute and just talk about how nervous and excited we were to meet him before he even walked in because now I'm looking at the transcript and 17 seconds into us recording Jason is talking to me and he says should I do glasses on or off should I do glasses on or off I think when you're going to ask questions glasses on (laughs) and then our producer Chris is like when he comes in you guys are going to stand up and I'm like okay we're going to stand up to greet him and Jason's like are you going to move or are you going to stay here in this spot stand up again be in this area for the handshake on camera stay in the shop stay in this area got it and we go back and forth Jason what do I do if he tries a double air kiss. Okay. And then I'm like, what shirt is he wearing? What color? Feeling good about him? What's he wearing? And Chris tells us, uh, wait till you see what he's wearing. You're going to die. And Jason's all, why all the suspense? I just touched my mic. I just hit my mic by accident. Do I sound okay? Do I sound okay? I just touched my mic. I just hit my mic by accident. Do I sound okay? No, I hit it by accident. Just making sure. And I say, I'm good. No, it, it was as if like Meghan Markle and Angelina Jolie were coming into the studio. With Oprah. <laughs> so funny. How did this happen? Uh, where are we? Then just when Jason and I were questioning if maybe our morning coffees had ayahuasca in them and this was all a dream, <laughs> Fabio like walks in and he's there in the flesh. Jason, hey. I mean. And then we snap into professional journalism mode. Very nice meeting you. So nice to meet you. I'm Jason. Hi, I'm Andrea. Andrea, very nice meeting you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for coming. Oh, please. Come on. It's people. Well. Talks about uh, the population of salmon in Washington State, where he splits his time between Washington and L.A. So beautiful. So green. You know, it's like I love fishing. You know, they have the biggest population of salmon in the world and just paradise. And, you know, right off the bat, Jason, we are talking to him um, about his complicated relationship with his father, who was a very successful businessman in Italy. I had a great father, an unbelievable person in business, you know, and I learned a lot from him. Uh, He was one of the first uh, men to build an assembly line conveyors, conveyor belts, and so on. In Italy? Actually, all over the world. Really? Yes. And he wanted you to follow in his footsteps. And he was less than thrilled when Fabio moved to New York City to become a model, or as he said, his dad put it, a mannequin. I thought it was really mad. I said, well, you want to be a mannequin? (laughs) So, you know, because for him, it was like, you know, it's like, it's please. You know, it's like, you know, you can do so much more. You have a brain, you can do so much more. You know, it's like, and then what are going to leave all this to who? Uh, yourself? I mean, Did you not think it was crazy when he casually shared that he ran away from his dad when he was 13, when they were like in Texas for some reason, and his dad had to go to the police? And I remember I ran away from him in Houston. My father had to go to the police. I mean, I was, I was a wild, wild kid. Child. I started running away from my family since I was 11 years old. 
So Fabio on the loose in H-Town. I'm yeah. telling you, it's like I was 13 enough, not even 14. So I, I was like, okay, I'm not going back to Italy. You know, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm here, I'm gonna stay here. Was like he, it was a missing child yes. in was Houston. Was he furious? He was like <laughs> beyond furious. I mean, he was absolutely so mad at me. And I said, I remember the only thing I said, dad, I can't wait to turn 18. I'm going, I'm going right to go back. right back. Yeah. And he goes like, whatever. <laughs> it's like, and for the entire trip, he never said a word. Was Do you realize, Jason, that that's most likely when he lost his virginity? <laughs> that's Your the virginity uncomfortable part. At 15, 13, 15. 13. In Houston? Well, in here we said 15. No, I was, I was, already, I was already a pearl when I went you to say, Houston. <laughs> you say your first time was at 15. You say she was 18 and I was ready. She was far from a beauty, but I thought she had a great personality. So A, you're fact-checking yourself and we're going to correct. It was not 15. Yeah, it was 13. Okay. So Andrew, obviously we went through the People Magazine cover story with Fabio to get his perspective on, you know, this story that was written about him back in 1993. And, you know, when he walked into the studio, we had had the People Magazine cover blown out to poster size. So there he was, you know, arms crossed, you know, a sliver of a tank top, bulging muscles. He loved seeing himself in 1993. But read the cover lines for our listener. How did we describe Fabio and this cover story back then? The Prince of Passion steps off the covers of romance novels to talk about sex, pasta, and the special woman he still needs. Also, Jason, it's worth mentioning that I haven't seen that blow-up cover since the interview, so... Um, it is possibly hanging on the wall in my office. I had a feeling. In the People Magazine LA, but anyway. Anyway. So shout out to my neighbor and boss, Liz Leonard, who will have to look at it <laughs> as she walks into her office every day. So I want... Fabio to now tell us what it meant to him to be on the cover of People magazine. It was it was uh, unreal, but I, I love the fact you know that my parents saw it, and that was really my first time that my father was so proud of me, and it was mm -hmm. like, wow, you know, Fabio, you, you were right. You you, I mean, I was wrong, and I was like, uh, oh wow. Could you can put you, that on a pillow? Can you repeat it? <laughs> it's like never heard, never heard my uh, my father ever said then was wrong. Mm. And I never saw my father crying, except when I left to come to America for good. What did that feel like when your dad said, I'm proud of you? That to me meant more than anything, more than become famous, more than money, more than anything. I tried to use that cover story from 1993 as like my first entry point into Fabio's somewhat mysterious love life, Jason, because I found it really kind of like a mystery that Fabio has never been publicly linked to anyone in the press, like ever. And I really wanted to get to the bottom of why that was. So I asked him about how he cheated on a woman he loved and how much of a mistake it was. And then we try and get him to say who she was. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a, when when you really love a person, it's forever. Mm. Do you, you know? think she knows? Oh, she knows. She knows. But you know, it's like away? I broke her heart, uh, you know, really bad, and uh, you know, I I don't think she wanted to see me ever. Have you ever seen her again? No. Oh. And she was a model, also. Yeah, she was a big yeah. model too. Yeah. And uh, and uh, she was amazing. You know, it's like she wanted everything. She all she wanted to do is marry me, marry me, and have kids. You know, mm. but you know, I. The age I was, I was too wild. I mean, I, I was a really wild one. <laughs> yeah. so, so you've never, you'll, you've never connected since. No, I connected with the parents. You know, the parents are uh, on and on. We still, we still talk. You know, is you she know, single? The, Could we find her for you? Oh no, she got married. She got three kids, and you know, oh. it's, uh, it's. We were hoping to fix you guys back up. We were hoping oh, for like a high school no, sweetheart reunion. No, no, you can. You, you know, she already got her family and everything. But you know, it's like it was great because my parents loved her. Her parents loved me. The father was uh, one of the top general in this country. Oh. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, was a big general. And he ended up to, when he moved to Arizona, he was in charge of all the National Guard in Arizona. Wow. And uh, great guy, great, great, great. I'm guy. like running through my I know, we just, we just got excited. Have you well. ever publicly revealed who it is, her name? Mm -mm, no. Okay. So above all, we are journalists. So Jason and I, launched our own Google investigation into finding out who this woman is. But ultimately, Fabio's our best friend now, and we didn't want to betray his trust. So we have called off the search for now. 
Andrew, maybe this is our sequel. Maybe it is. You know, she went on um, with her life and got three beautiful daughters and, you know, and I wish you all the best. And, you know, it wasn't my fault. And I take full responsibility. And, uh, you know, in life, you make mistakes. The most important thing you understand. A lot of people don't, uh, you know, it's the other person's fault. So now I'll take two to tango. But this time it was my, my fault. It was... 100% my fault. This is that gentleman thing that Donna May was talking about. The Donna president, May, the president yeah. of your fan club talks about what a gentleman you, know, you are. It's, 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 uh, I'm telling you, it's like, uh, you know, I take full responsibility because all she wanted is to have a future with me. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was too wild back then. And then, Andrea, you kind of weren't done, though. Dating. Did you ever date any other celebrities? You can just tell us. No, because no? I, you know what? I always... Uh, date and go for girls who they are not for what they have hmm. i have a lot i, I i'm often in awe <laughs> of your journalistic integrity and your doggedness in getting to the truth we often play good cop bad cop in this show and i'm usually the good cop so you know who you are yeah i'm usually the corrupt one who's getting paid by the mafia <laughs> you so wouldn't boring. let it go mm. it's so boring so the playmates weren't for you boring no so who is just regular girls. But where are they? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Do you can still be in date any. A lot? Can be any person. Any person can be in, in any business. Any person, but down to earth with a great mm-hmm. sense of humor. So do, can we fix you up? Do you do you want us to fix you up with someone? Are you are you sure. single? It doesn't seem like you have trouble meeting women, but it does seem like you have trouble meeting the right woman. You know what? You know there is a lot of quantity. You know, but quality is what's important in life. So like. You have had this whole lifetime of traveling, meeting people, being set up, I imagine. She's still, you still haven't found her? No. Are you still looking? Of course. You still Mm. want to get married? Yes. Okay. And have kids. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, Andrea, we still weren't done because at some point, did I ask Fabio out? That's confirmed, Jason. You did. You know, I love a, a woman with a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know, a woman that uh, doesn't, uh, you know, she can go and uh, be in the middle of the nature and not be afraid about bugs. I mean, like, well, there I, goes me and you. So <laughs> I, you know, honey, you're like, I've got the humor, Fabio. I hate bugs. You hate bugs? I, I, don't, I don't mind bugs. We can go out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, look, I, I don't mind bugs, but that wasn't enough for Mr. Fabio. It is interesting, though, that in the 1993 article, we do address possible gay rumors with his then manager, a guy named Peter. I so I did just like, ask him. Article, we even said in our story that people thought you and what was your manager were together. People, people thought you guys were so close, you and Peter. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> we no, we we were a friend, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, no, it's yeah. uh, I love women. I know. <laughs> I know. People are obsessed with you not settling down, right? People are making assumptions. I know because, you know, it's like um, Hollywood have history of, you know, a lot of people, they live a lie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I live my real life. Okay. I'm not living a lie. For, and I will not live in a lie for anybody. You know, mm. back then in Hollywood, you know, it's like if you were a leading man, you had to be straight. You couldn't be gay. And mm. a lot of men, they were gay. So they lived the lie out there. They were like always playing the macho. They were always playing the leading man. And, and, but you know, to me, it was just a sexual preference. And to tell you the truth, it's great, the world right now, that you can be whatever you want to be. Mm. And that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, Jason? How are you going to tell Sherry Shepard that you tried to set her up with Fabio during the interview? Because after we realized that I (laughs) can't date him because I don't like bugs and you can't date him because he assures us he's straight, you're like, well, what about Sherry Shepard? I did. Like, I mean, I recall... One of my favorite people in the world, Sherry Shepard. You asked her this or that, Enrico Suave or Fabio. Fabio or Rico Suave? Rico Suave. <laughs> Sherry. Jason loves Fabio. We never, that's our first fight. But I love Fabio because I read all of the romances. I probably got every book that Fabio was on before I knew it was Fabio. Before you knew it was Fabio. Before I knew it. And I pictured Fabio running. I thought maybe she should change it because I would always picture Fabio running down the beach with his linen uh, pants rolled up to his knees in slow motion with the blonde hair flowing behind his back as he picked up all 167 pounds of me and carried me dead weight across the beach. So I probably should say because I have more fantasies about Fabio. Fabio. And he started doing butter commercials. That kind of 
but who doesn't like butter? Or I can't believe it's not butter. But yeah, so we're just like, hey, like, what about Sherry Shepard? So Sherry, if you're listening, Fabio saw your hot pics and like, he's into it. And then I guess I pulled up a photo of her, didn't I? Oh, wow. Mm hmm. That was in her people photo shoot. Very sexy woman. Yeah. Well, we'll tell her you said so. You like funny, right? Oh, yeah. You like funny. She is. So here is Fabio's origin story as to how he ended up the king of romance novel covers. So he's a model. He's like doing stuff for brands like Versace and Andrew Mark. Remember those leather jackets, The Gap. And at some point, book publishers like took a look at him and his physique and the hair and everything. And they're like, maybe he should pose for the cover of books. And Fabio says he had no idea how popular the books had become. In fact, he'd never even seen a single one of them until about a year and a half into doing all this. It's 1987. He's at a club in Miami. And here's what he says happens. Three girls come up to me and they go like, oh, my God, you look exactly like the guy on, on our books. And I'm like, honey, that's a great pickup line. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, oh, I like you. I never heard yeah, that before, really? right? And they go like, no, no, trust me. It's not a pickup line. You look exactly like the guy on, on our books. And, you know, I was skeptical, you know, because I have no idea, because I was thinking just pictures, right? Yeah. So I didn't know what they were doing. And, you probably, and had you seen the books by that point? Uh, so at that point, you know, one of the girls, it goes like, how long are you going to be here? I said, well, I just got here. Well, I, she goes, I leave about 20 minutes from the, from the club. Oh, I see. I'm going to go home, pick up all my books, and I'm going to come back and I show you. I'm not lying to you. So I guess they, they left. They went in the house, pick up all those books. And brought the books to the club? Yes. If they were really smart, they would have said to you, Oh, no, I know. Come home. Trust me. And see our bookshelf. Meanwhile, the bouncer's like, why are you bringing all those books into the club? I know. So, you know, when they came back and said, look, look. And I go like, oh, my God, that's me. You know, it was like, I had no idea. So the first time when I saw those books and all those paintings, I go like, yeah, I remember this one and that one and that one, you know. And, And I go like, yeah, that's me. That's weird, you know. And he quickly learned that there was a lot of fans. And so this is Fabio's experience in the 90s going to conventions called Romantic Times, where his fans would get to meet him and take a photograph with them. And he told us that fans got, well, they got excited, right? Your arrival had to have been crazy at those things. Yeah, it was it was crazy because, you know, I um, I went one of those and uh, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Were they like ripping at your hair and your oh, shirt? No, no. They were like, you know, they wanted to take a picture with me. And there was always the one pinching my my butt and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, touching on property. But, you know, it's like, listen, I'm from Europe. I'm a man. I can handle it. It's not big deals. I mean, a woman trying to touch. Come on. Like, you know, a lot of people, they go like, oh, my God, I got sexual assault. <laughs> come on. I understand a man with a woman, but a woman with a man, be well, a man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can certainly go both, both ways. But you're there in the middle of a convention about romance novels, and you are the star of so many romance novels. So it was like you were the biggest star in that convention center, for sure. Yeah. but And and and, and then... And were they there to get autographs? Well, autograph and picture. The majority, yeah. you know, they really wanted to take a picture. And were the husbands taking the picture for yes, them? Yes, yes. They, so were, well, yeah, they, they wanted they wanted be, they want to be that woman on a cover so they were taking they were doing the setup you know in the back like uh, you know the, like a pirate right pirate or viking <laughs> or any you know and, uh, and so you know it's like the women you know they wanted to be in the picture with me and they thought they would be the heroine you know and uh, whatever rocked their boat what are so some much. of the craziest things a woman has done to meet you uh, how many pairs of underwear have been mailed to you, Fabio? Um, actually, you know, every time I was doing appearances, you know, it's like there's a lot of girls, a lot of young girls used to come and with, uh, you know, pair underwear and they go like, can you sign it for me? And, you know, all, all the time. But the craziest thing? Well, you know, they want me to sign breast and asses and, you know, and mm-hmm. then they were like pulling down their pants and, you know, that was... Mm-hmm. Wasn't just that. Just another day. Another day. <laughs> another day in the office. Yeah, so to say that, you know, yeah, it's like. Exactly. Okay, so today, one you know? of the most interesting, beautiful parts of our interview with Fabio is when we asked him what he thinks he meant to his fans, right? Like, what did he think he was delivering for them at these romantic novel conventions and, you know, on the street and stuff? What did he think people were getting from him? And I really loved his answer. You have to understand the industry. You know, it's like, it's all, it's, it's all the same. It's like movie. And movies sell what? Fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
the same books even more because when you read a book you really you you really you have your own fantasy and not the fantasy of some director or producer so it gets even more into your you know uh, in your conscious and so you know like it's uh, this one they're very very into uh, the romance novel into these books uh, to the point where I I was like wow I mean it's it's really in their psyche I, I couldn't believe it. and also you know the the there were so many women you know so many I mean worldwide you have so many women you know they're not happy with their relationship they're not happy with their life and you know and they they read the book they want to escape Mm-hmm. for their reality and and that's their escape and it's a very you know healthy escape because they don't hurt anybody you know when you read the book but uh, okay so with uh, that in mind andrea i asked the president of the fabio fan club who you've all heard about donna may white i asked her the same question like what did fabio mean to her and she had a great answer he's a gentleman he's gorgeous if you see a mass of women in him in the middle, and everybody just likes that. They, they want to touch his hands, they want to get his autograph, they want to take a picture with him. And he's very patient, and he's very good to his fans. And he tells people, when asked about that, they're the ones that made me. So he feels indebted to all of his fans, and he's very, very courteous. So. But I always dream of learning her secrets. Okay, so Fabio meant, you know, so much to Donna May. She really surprised you with so much of what she had to say of what he meant to her. Well, what Fabio meant to Donna May's children is also worth hearing because they were not kind of crazy about mom following Fabio all over the country, buying him for $16,000 at a bachelor auction in Little Rock, Arkansas. And so I, you have to hear what Donna May says about what her kids thought about her Fabio obsession. It set my kids off. Oh, my God. They were just did not want me going anywhere near him. So, of course, I had to do that. They saw me as being led astray. And my money is supposed to be spent for things for them. (laughs) And I said, no, I'm going to spend it for me. She's feisty, that time. She's pretty feisty. You don't get to be the president of the Fabio fan club by being a wimp. She's 80 years Gotta old. Gotta elbow some other gals out of the way. <laughs> well, she did, in fact. She's 80 years old and is like sharp as a tack. Wow. So is Fabio close with Donna May? Not close. They they do remain in touch. Mm-hmm. They do communicate regularly. Did she tell you about the date? Yes. For $16,000, I don't care if the kids were getting it. I hope that she got some ass out of it. <laughs> However, whatever that looks like to her, I hope ass was given. There was no intimacy. Oh. I asked her, this is going to sound inappropriate, especially when you consider that she's 80 years old. But I was like, Donna May, well, I gotcha. Which of Fabio's body parts is your favorite? Jason. <laughs> I've said. actually never seen your jaw drop. That was funny. She said his right arm. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. I know there's probably a wholesome reason why. There actually is. But I'm so uncomfortable. Because when Fabio embraces her, oh. she's 5'4", mm-hmm. he's 6'3". I just don't ask me why I know how well, tall Donna May is. But she snuggles right in there mm-hmm, right under in. the right arm. And so her favorite Fabio body part mm-hmm. is his right arm. Sure. What's your favorite Fabio body part? I think the bicep. I'm a biceps kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You... Do recall from the interview that we reread him the part in the 1993 article where his former voice coach compliments his large vocal instrument and he says, Okay, that's well, uh, we'll let you hear. Yeah, yeah. People at the time spoke to your vocal coach mm-hmm. who, um, her quote was, You have a large Italian instrument. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, just not going to say anything. But I, I never, had, I never had any complaint. <laughs> I don't imagine you have. So, I, oh my god! I, I also, it's, and we're just going to close this loop. This is also at the awkward part of our conversation where we talk about the 1993 article, where the subject of circumcision comes up, and just 
stay with us, folks. Here's what Fabio has to say. I can't believe that we say in this magazine that you're uncircumcised. So, so what? That's how God created you. <laughs> everybody, exactly. everybody was born that way. So, okay, how much, how many times did we bring this up? I'm embarrassed. I mean, we had to talk to him about the article, right? Like <laughs> that was part of the reason why we were interviewing him. He was a 90s icon. He was on the cover of People. We had to say oh my God. that that article mentions that he was uncircumcised. And once again, the two of us losing it. Fabio barely blinks. Then we had a whole list of like must asks, right? Like these were the hard hitting Fabio questions that if we had left this interview without asking, we would have failed. So let's just like go down the list and um, do it. Number one, obviously, his hair. Specifically, would he ever cut it? And is it all his? And is it all his? We got the answers. You still got long hair. Have you ever thought about cutting your hair? People are obsessed with your hair. You know this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Why not? I actually model with my hair long and my hair short. Well, that's I remember like the Gap ads. You, yes. were, you had short hair. Yes. But then we all know you. You know from like romance covers right. and from I can't believe it's not butter and all that stuff. It's you've had the long hair. So there's two questions. One. Was your hair at one time insured, you know, like a dancer's legs? Was your hair insured? No, I never insured my body. I never insured, mm. you know. Never the my- hair. This is, it's still kind of long. I mean, have you, are you just, is this it? You're going to, you're never going to cut it again? Oh, no. Maybe I'll, I'll cut it. I'll <laughs> cut you it. Sh- you should let us film it when you do that. Okay. 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 We'll do, you'll we'll, be the first person. I'll we'll call. do it. We'll do a video with your hair. And Andrew, it's worth noting, we did ask him, Botox, fillers, what's the deal? You know, like, how does he stay? Because, I mean, let, let's be honest. Fabio looks fantastic. He's 62. So here's what he has to say about, uh, wh- what do we call it? Hollywood type upkeep? Yeah. Let's just ask, like, have you had plastic surgery? No, none. Like Botox, fillers? None, never. No Botox, no nope. fillers, nothing. Nope. The hair is all yours. Yes. It's all Fabio. Yes. <laughs> it's so, uh, you know. <laughs> it's all Fabio. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and he, and he credits his youthful right. appearance to sleeping in what else but a hyperbaric chamber. The hyperbaric chamber is the, I'm telling you, it's been around now for a while, but you know, recently, you know. Here's, you if you don't know what that is, this is not cryogenic chamber. This is hyperbaric. Um, we should also mention that Eric Esquire of Marina Del Rey basically said he would murder us in our sleep if we didn't mention the hyperbaric chamber. So Eric, this and one's they, for you. They find out. It's, it's, it's amazing. If you do really like every day, like an hour, an hour and a half, you can also almost rehearse the, your um, aging process. And, and you're not, to be clear, you're not selling it. You're not endorsing no, it. Yeah. There's so much you can read and so much information. So it's great to regenerate your hair, your skin. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. You sleep really, really, really deep. Okay, Andrea, I feel like there's a few other things that we have to get to. So first of all, I can't believe it's not butter. Let's talk about that butter money. Butter money, honey. I, you know, it just occurred to me as we got to know our new best friend, Fabio, that he has a ton of freaking money, right? He has mm. what? He said 31 uh, cars now and they're not like- uh, Lamborghinis, Maseratis, yeah. Ferraris, Porsches. Exactly. Yep. He said he has 345 motorcycles. Mm-hmm. He sleeps in a freaking hyperbaric chamber. I mean, those things aren't cheap, right? You can't just order one on Amazon. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can. So, of course, being as uh, discreet as possible, we just simply ask him, how much money did you make from I Can't Believe It's Not Butter? Oh, millions? Millions. He's got butter money. Millions of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. Oh, it was the it king was of butter substitutes. You know, it was like, uh, went out for like 24 years. It, it, did, it did go on forever. Yeah. Did you only, how many did you shoot in the end? Oh, my God. So many. So when we were talking to him about the, I can't believe it's not butter money, we- I think I know where you're going to go well, right now. you know now. exactly where I'm It's so crazy. It was like one of those moments, is this happening? Did this happen? <laughs> Reading the transcript, it happened. Basically, Fabio revealed that it was brought to his attention <laughs> that some people may be using the condiment, <sighs> let's just say outside of the kitchen- <laughs> oh my god it's so crazy just let, let fabio tell you wait i'll tell you a funny story so one day i'm on opera you know oh i've heard of her yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, you know she make a couple dollars you know, yeah really yeah. <laughs> so you know opera she's, she's great you know she's a very sweet very intelligent um great woman and she didn't know i'm from europe 
You talk about sex, I'm very comfortable. You put me at home. What did she ask you? What she said, she set herself up without knowing. So she said, Fabio, come on, you know, it's like, I can't believe it's not butter. You're selling like crazy. Don't tell me then everybody uses, I can't believe it's not butter, just in the kitchen. What? Oprah. Yes. Ooh, excuse Wait. me, ma'am. So I go like, well, Oprah, I don't know in what other place in the house they use it, I can't believe it's not butter, but I know then actually, since uh, I can't believe it's so used everywhere, the sales of Vaseline dropped. Nice one. Are, wait, I just have to stop for a second. Are you saying that Oprah asked you if I can't believe it's not butter can be used as a personal lubricant? Yeah. So wait, she was saying, she was, she was implying that they go like, oh, you know, come on, people, you think couple. People, okay, y'all, it's worth noting, like, you know, we could not find that clip of Oprah saying that. Yeah, but that's totally on brand for Oprah. You know her. I mean, I don't, but apparently finally, you do. Right? The, finally, the show, it's over. I go in a green room, right? And, uh, you know, my manager is like green. Has <laughs> the same color of the green room, right? And... Uh, he goes, Fabio, my guy, you know, you know, you can't mention any sexual joke about the. You say, you have to talk to the to the to a head of uh, Unilever. They want to talk to you. Okay, so I gotta. Okay, give me the phone. I'm gonna get a earful right now, right? Okay, so uh, hello. Oh my God, Fabio, I can't believe you said that. Da, 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 da. We own Vaseline. <gasps> <laughs> so they were not even much concerned about me. They're worried about the Vaseline part. Exactly. That doing a joke, they can't believe it's not bad. It was used as a lubricant. They was concerned because they use Vaseline. I mean, I can't <laughs> they, believe they own Vaseline. Like my head is like totally exploding. Um, it's also worth mentioning. I mean, the, the guy was always about the money and like always doing the math. And so he really early on, he found out what he was worth. And this is very interesting because he said that at one point he was making more than Sidney Crawford. The Versace campaign was successful at that time because it was the biggest contract mm -hmm. a, a model, not just a male model, a model right. ever got. So I got a contract even bigger than Cindy Crawford and the rest of the female model. And uh, then so, uh, he kind of has some beef with the late Gianni Versace. And like, this is just like what Fabio alleges. And here's what he has to say. Unfortunately, Versace wasn't, uh, you know, a very honest man. God bless his soul. But mm. the truth is the truth. He wasn't a very honest person. He was not an honest not person. an honest person. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So let's just get right to the roller coaster. Right. So I didn't want to ask him about this because I'll ask about his love life. I'll ask about his penis. I'll ask about the money. <laughs> but I didn't know if the roller coaster incident was still a sensitive subject because it really made him the butt of a lot of jokes, even though he was kind of injured. And you asked, thank goodness. The sweets. So I've got to ask you, like a, a video went around a couple of days ago where a young girl was on a, a, an amusement park ride and she got hit in the face with a bird. This happened to you, but actually it's pretty serious. That was a miracle. That was a miracle. What happened? The goose hit the video camera. The video camera shot her. A piece of metal. Oh. Slap, I'm telling you, at 85 miles an hour. So uh, the roller coaster goes down at 80 miles an hour, 80, 85 miles an hour, over a pond and, and back up and then upside down, right? So when it came down and went over the pond, like 80, 85 miles an hour. So what happened is um, go over the pond. There was a bunch of geese there. I'm talking about hundreds. And one got sucked in. I saw this very up close. The geese hit the video camera. The video camera shot her. Whoa. I was with reflex fast enough to turn my head and I saw totally the, the metal passing by and cut the bridge of my nose. So the blood was from the part of the camera, the, camera, the injury because of the camera. The, the, thank God I turned and it really was a miracle. But because then it was all the rest of the ride after I was cut, you know, upside down, of course, the, the blood rushed to your head, right? So when I came off and going 80 miles an hour, my face was was bloody. So they took him in the hospital and they thought, oh my God, you know, it's like a you know, broken nose and this and that. They thought, because of all the blood. My nose wasn't broken. You know how much, how, how big was the cut? One stitch. Oh my gosh. But all that blood and the drama of it. Well, so they clean me up, they give me one stitch, it was it. Now, let me tell you, during that time, every single law firm in America, three or four of the big law firm, they come up to me and say, Fabio, that's gonna be the first easy four or $5 million 
in your life? I said, no. I just assumed that you had settled with yeah. them. No, no. I said, no, it's principle. I take full responsibility. You know, I did my job, okay? This will happen. I take full responsibility. I, I'm not gonna suit them. What was your responsibility? I mean, you were just strapped into a ride. I know, but you know, it's like, I took the job. I signed that contract. And right. I tell you, you know, the camera, and the, you know, my manager at that time, he said, oh, you know, let's see the video footage. Mm -hmm. well, the camera what? is never to be fine. The tape disappear. It did? It disappeared. Oh. Never was fun. Oh, that's that's one for the detectives. So breaking news 30 years later. It's what we specialize in. You know, in. I think there's a conspiracy, Jason. The fact that the tape is still missing that's tells me there's more to this story. That maybe that goose was planted. Maybe there was a rival hunk trying to take Fabio down and ruin his looks, but in the end, he's Fabio. All he needed was one stitch. Andrew, one of the most endearing things about Fabio, I have to say, is that Fabio knew people were making fun of him. Fabio seemed to be very in on the joke. Fabio gets it, right? And I just really enjoyed that part about him. Because, like, look, we asked him. We we're like, you knew people were making fun of you, right? And this is what he had to say. Of course, but who cares? Yes. Nobody's perfect. You know, who cares? Was there ever, though, anyone who really was a jerk to you? Like, No, no. I've been, you know, I've been very fortunate. Also because, you know, you it takes them? two to tango. <laughs> takes two to tango. When... Uh, a lot of, I understand a lot of people in the media, they're jerk to other people in the media and so on, because you know, a lot of people in their media, they have big egos and they mm -hmm. think they're God gifted to the world. And to me, there is only one God and all the rest are human. So, and I told you, take two to tango. So, you know, when you treat everybody with respect and everybody at your level, or you elevate people, you do not, you do not downgrade people, okay? Everybody's gonna respect you. So you can still take a butter joke? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. But then also kind of like, you know, someone who is super masculine and studly in the 90s, a lot of this current day, you know, modern day woke culture is a little baffling for him. We just have to be fair, right? So he kind of doesn't understand some of the cancel culture and comedians have to watch what they say today. The problem is with, uh, you know, uh, our society, you know, today we have a very confused society. You know, nobody knows anymore who they are. Nobody can make jokes anymore. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you make this joke, you 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 insult these people, you make this other joke. It's like, listen, I have jokes. You can't take life seriously. The last thing you want to do, you'll be a miserable bastard mm -hmm. if you take your life seriously. Let's have some fun. Let's laugh. You know, I feel sorry sometimes for all this, uh, you know, comedian. Now they have to like, you know, be so politically correct. There's nothing in life is politically correct. Life is true and there is not true. It sometimes can be very harsh, sometimes can be beautiful, but you know, life is truth. Now these people, they even have to be, they worry how they talk. It's like, listen, it's a comedian. It's, it's a, you know, it's like, let's have some fun. Don't get so irritated. Don't get so sensitive. Mm. Fabio definitely wasn't meant for a 2021 world, he he's living a simpler life now, and he he doesn't want to be caught up in you know the difficulties of the modern world. Everything from technology, you know, Fabio's not on social media because Fabio likes to live life. I want to live life. I don't want to live life through a computer, okay? Because one day, all this generation they're gonna go. What happened in my life? Well, you too busy on a computer. When uh, you know you are. Uh, always in front of a computer and you do Instagram and this and that and it's like who cares what you eat who cares the you know please <laughs> you, know, there's, like, oh, there's a you know Fabio doesn't take money Fabio makes money hmm. that's a Fabioism I know I'm just like turning them out myself now okay so speaking of here is a list of things that Fabio has turned down over the years. I hate reality shows. So <laughs> reality they shows. offer me every single reality show you can possibly imagine multiple times. Which reality shows have they multiple offered you? Times. Like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? Celebrity Big Brother. No, no, no. Like oh, all those plus, you know, Dancing with the Stars many times, multiple times. Not only American, uh, I mean, the American version of I think two or three times. I turned them down. Then the English version. Of Dancing with the Stars. That's it. I turned them down. Then the Australian turned them down. Why did you turn them down? Then the Italian. They go like, you come and you can be the host. I'm like, I turned down 
the American version, the English version, the Australian version. Was he, he casually was. dropped that Disney had wanted him to play Tarzan in the nineties? Disney wanted me to be Tarzan, and you what? know, yeah, yep. Yeah. I turned him down. As a matter of fact, uh, three times they asked me, and I was like, no, no. And you go like, do you know? In history, nobody ever turned down. For you three mean, years, they begged me. But. The Viagra campaign was probably the one that really got me the most. When this was back, oh, this was back uh, late 90. They offered me, I think, two or three million dollars to the the Viagra campaign to advertise to the young generation, Mm -hmm. to the young people. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, you know, I turn it down because I go like, no, I'm not going to listen. When you're young, you don't need Viagra. Okay. I'm not going to tell a bunch of people. Number one, I don't take it. Okay, that's why I never wanted to advertise. You know, Pepsi came to me. But you definitely don't drink soda, right? So Pepsi came to me right after they dropped Michael Jackson. Uh, there was, I was the, the celebrity they choose to mm. go and and do the campaign. I go like, no, I don't, I don't. Uh, You're like sugar makes me nauseous. I don't, you know, I don't drink Pepsi. You know, no, sorry. <laughs> then Coca Cola find out. They thought, oh, maybe they didn't offer enough money, right? But Pepsi, they offered me a lot of money. Then Diet Coke came along. I mean, Coke came along and they want me to do the Diet Coke. And I turned it down. Was your manager like, please drink Diet Coke? And you were like, absolutely not. No, no, I didn't know. And then Andrea, he also stays away from sweets. This actually came out in a really odd way because I was trying to find out again for the millionth time what celebrities Fabio dated. So I I was asking like, you know, who were you friends with back then? I'm sure you hung out with other celebrities and maybe dated some of them. And he ignored me and started talking about how once Whoopi Goldberg threw him this star studded birthday party and put his face on a cake. Oh my God. Like I, I want to hear Fabio like tell that story right now. One time I remember my parents came to see me and, uh, for my birthday and, uh, all of a sudden I, I had no idea. Whoopi Goldberg throw the most amazing pa- uh, party for me. Right. And I have no idea. And all of a sudden, you know, all my friends, they take me around and stuff like that. And then they go like, oh, and we're going to go to, you know, it's a secret. It's a, you know, just just go with the day. Right. And then they're going to go, oh, we go to this restaurant uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, we, we have a bunch of all your friends and all the, the close people to you. And, and then that night, instead to go to the restaurant, they took me to Whoopi Goldberg's house. And she invited every single celebrity you can possibly imagine. Who? I want to know. Oh, everybody was there. Everybody. I can't even like, I mean, it, it, uh, I mean, it's everybody was there. Everybody. I couldn't believe it. My mom, my father walked in and was like, <laughs> a celebrity. You know, they were all super nice. I mean, they come up and, you know, we talk and they wish me happy birthday. I mean, we spent the entire night. It was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, and Whoopi was so sweet and everything. And she made even a huge cake with my image. I mean, <laughs> oh my God. And I don't even need cakes. I don't even need sweets. Still? You won't let yourself have you no, 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 no. I never liked it. Since I was a kid. I never Cause you, cause you don't, you, you, you don't drink, you don't smoke, no drugs. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're pretty much it was, it was always keep it clean. The, yeah. But it's, it was never hard for me. Because I was like that since my since I remember since I was two years old, yeah. you know. When I you was, know, you think in, in that age, story that the fact that Whoopi and, Goldberg and throwing him a birthday party and putting his face on a cake is like the fun part, but no, the fun part for us was finding out that since he's a child, Fabio hates cake. Everyone, headline news: Fabio hates cake. I know this is. I was almost going to stop him and be like, Fabio, tell us when the trauma started. Fabio may hate cake, but you know who he loves? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Us, Jason. Oh my God. Oh, it's it's. I'm telling you, guy, you give me one of the best interview. Oh, thank you. In you my want, life. Let me give you the number of our boss. <laughs> no, no, I'm <laughs> telling you because you know wondered what we've been doing. Yeah. You know, it's it's. They're uh, like we're paying for we Andrea went, we to went fly. Where through so many different subjects. When actually, you know, it's like you, you have a reporter. They always have the agenda. They always have the you know the question, and it's like, but. We you truthfully know, didn't know. Right. Yeah. We, we, uh, you actually, yeah, you did your work, you did your job, but you know what? Also, you, you know, it was more like a conversation. Yeah. Well, we really wanted to get you to know, know you. Fabio right. did like leave us with not only a hug, not only selfies, not only carrying you like Sherry Shepard wants to be carried, which is kind of like a baby. <laughs> Check my Instagram. Um, but I was so jealous. Remember, he wouldn't pick me up. Anyway, no resentments. 
but he did give us an awesome compliment. Now, I would say that we were fishing for it like just a little bit. Basically, we kept thanking him profusely and telling him how amazing this was and what a dream come true. I didn't share that it wasn't my dream until like three weeks prior. It was like a new dream. He was very flattered that I flew across the country just to interview him, which sounded as weird coming out of my mouth as I'm sure it did going into his ears, but whatever. It was surprisingly amazing though, wasn't it, Jason? Was it everything you hoped for? Uh, It was because it was surreal. Like Fabio was just as interesting and random and weird and funny and like larger than life. He was like, you know, all of the things I love about the 90s, which I like the weird 90s. I like the left of center 90s. I like the rando 90s. Fabio completely delivered. Well, much like Fabio's ride on that roller coaster, this was both exhilarating, surprising, and painful at times. But ultimately redeeming because it made you really think about how short life is. Uh, Yeah, I feel weirdly inspired. (laughs) Listen, Jason, I don't know how closely you were paying attention to this interview, but Fabio bestowed a world of wisdom onto us in the form of several inspirational quotes. And we would be remiss if we did not learn from them and share them. So let's go back. Let's say our favorites so that we can live our best Fabio lives too. Are you ready? Let's do it. You want to start? Well, yeah, because I have them all pulled up here in a doc because they're amazing. (laughs) And I I refer to them when times get tough. All right. Hit me. When you keep your life simple, life can be beautiful. Um, I see that. And I give you, I love beautiful cars cars and and people. people. If you have infinite, infinite faith and infinite, infinite belief in God, God, your life will turn into a miracle. Your life will turn into a miracle. I have only I one idol. One idol. God. God. I raise you with, there's only one God. And when you put yourself on a pedestal, eventually you're going to come down. You're going to come down. Uh, I, I hear that. Um, and I give you, you can never put two roosters in the same place. Because, you know, they fight. Yes. And that one was in direct reference to his father, but I think it, it applies to all areas of all of our lives. Yeah. You can use it. You, like, use it. I use it all the yeah, time. Two roosters just doesn't work. You, you want to live life, life moment by moment. Moment by moment. I want to capture the essence of the beautiful life. Of the beautiful life. Even when times are hard. And finally, the world is the beautiful. The world is beautiful because of uniqueness. uniqueness. And here's my very last one. <laughs> You're like, no, no. No, I have, to, I, have to, I have to. I don't. We could do this all day, by the way. I live real life. I live real life. I love life. I love life. I love real life. I love real life. Wow. Mm. Wow. I'm just going to let that one sit for a minute. Is it possible that we interviewed Fabio and we're done? We'll never be done, Jason. <laughs> it's kind of like the 90s. Just like the 90s. We'll never be done. So, Andrea, we've now done 12 episodes of People in the 90s, and I can say, in all sincerity, I am so grateful that you've been on this journey with me, and we've had a whole lot of fun. And I want to ask you, very seriously, what have you learned? I have learned that no matter how prepared you think you are for an interview, do more. And I think you know exactly why I'm saying this, Jason. (laughs) Are we talking about Sherry Shepard? Yes, we're talking about Sherry Shepard. I mean, I read every article. I watched so much stand-up. I listened to so many podcasts. And still, I asked her if it was a dream of hers to have a sitcom with her name on it. And she said, I had one. And I poked myself in the eye. I almost swallowed my tongue when that happened. Anyway, but Sherry's a good sport. And she's a professional. Oh, my God. She's a totally professional. Yeah, you know who's not? Me. No, it was, she was great. And, and listen, that happens, but I, oh my God, I learned so much. I learned, you know, there's always new stories to uncover about that time. Like we're never going to get sick of talking about it. What about you? I have to say there's these moments of the show that really kind of knock you back and people that were able to answer that question, you know, why can't 
we get past the 90s, right? We asked all of our guests, you know, why is it that we're still so obsessed with the 90s? And look, I'm biased. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but she had this really thoughtful and nuanced answer. She said, nostalgia is comfortable because being present is uncomfortable, right? You know, because we are sitting here celebrating nostalgia and it is fun and it is poppy and it is funny and all that stuff. But it really made me think about our podcast in a more meaningful way. It made me kind of dig a little deeper into my my feelings. <laughs> I just like I just look at the screen and you're just blinking. No, it's just now <laughs> I want to dig a little deeper into my own feelings. And I I want something meaningful. Well, use your feeling words. Use your feeling words. I feel like this podcast has reminded me to always connect with my inner child and never to lose that sense of wonder and curiosity. <laughs> I, I learned from you that if the question presents itself, ask. And specifically when you say to Fabio, quote, well, now we have to ask you, can it be used as a lubricant? It, of course, being, I can't believe it's not butter. And we might never know if that's what he meant if you didn't ask. I'm glad I gave you something. We'd be totally remiss, Andrea, if we didn't thank two very important people. And that is producer Chris Jacobs and executive producer Kim Rittberg. I don't know them. <laughs> Who are they? Our dream team. I don't know her. I don't know her. Our dream team. We would be on permanent mute if it wasn't for them. We have alternately driven crazy slash pissed off slash wrecked their personal lives and perhaps marriages. But the show is better and elevated for it. And then last but not least, the man in charge of everything, David Fluenbaum, who he and I like, you know, look, I sent him this crazy email about this idea and he really like, you know, held held our hands throughout this entire process. So shout out to David Fluenbaum. People in the 90s is hosted by me, Jason Sheeler, and Andrea Laventhal. It's produced by Jason Sheeler and Chris Jacobs, executive produced by Kim Rittberg and David Fluenbaum, edited by Chris Jacobs, mastered by Erica Wong, and with production support by Elisa Sessler at People, Persia Verlin, Matt Sav, and Rachel King at Pod People. I'm Andrea Laventhal. Thank you for listening. And I'm Jason Sheeler. <laughs>